Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, we're getting better numbers on how much radiation air travelers are exposed to. And... Unrelated, researchers think that they may know why whales sometimes get stranded on the shore. But first, managing editor Allison Loudermilk and our freelance writer Dave Ruse dive deep into the purposefully confusing world of website and app terms of service. If you never read the terms of service or privacy policies on websites or apps, you're not alone. Earlier this year, researchers from Michigan State and the University of Connecticut wanted to see how many Internet users did read these notoriously lengthy policies before clicking Agree. So they rounded up 543 student participants who thought they were beta testing a new social networking site called NameDrop. The researchers found that 74% of the students didn't read the fake website's privacy policy or terms of service. Those who did skimmed the 8,000-word and 4,000-word documents in about a minute each. Yep, a minute. Only nine of those 543 students noticed that the terms of service included the slightly controversial child assignment clause. We'll read you an excerpt. By agreeing to these terms of service and in exchange for services, all users of this site agree to immediately assign their firstborn child to NameDrop Incorporated. If the user does not yet have children, this agreement will be enforceable until 2050. All individuals assigned to NameDrop automatically become the property of NameDrop Incorporated. No exceptions. Okay, so popular websites and apps like Facebook, Amazon, and Instagram aren't coming after Firstborn. But they do intentionally draft privacy policies, terms of service, and end-user license agreements, EULAs, that they know, or hope, no one will ever read. Kit Walsh, a staff attorney with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, a digital rights advocacy group, told HowStuffWorks that there's a clear advantage to them being unreadable. Walsh also mentioned that it would take all of us 
two months to read all of the agreements that we click through in a year. In fact, Walsh said, the PayPal Terms of Service Agreement is longer than Hamlet, and a lot less interesting. The real function of these dense, jargon-filled policies and agreements, which most of us ignore, isn't for companies to inform users of our rights, but to establish legal grounds for collecting and sharing our information. Walsh also mentioned that 52% of people surveyed by Pew in 2014 thought that if a company has a privacy policy, that means they won't share your information. Not true. Walsh also says the typical privacy policy is written to give the company as much leeway as possible. So when you click agree on most social networking sites, that gives the company the right to mine and collect data, not only from your clicks and likes, but from your private messages to other users too, Walsh says. We're not just talking about social media sites. Your home automation system collects and shares data with the company about when you're home and when you're not. Medical monitoring systems gather and save extremely personal and sensitive information. I mean, when was the last time you read the fine print on any of these systems? Essentially, Walsh explains, we trust devices with all of the intimate details of our private lives. But the privacy policies are written to let the companies that run those devices basically do whatever they want and commercialize your private data. A British government task force just released a report about how unreadable terms and conditions impact children online. In the UK, 56% of 12 to 15-year-olds have an Instagram account. But when a group of children were asked to read the app's 5,000-word terms of service agreement, none of them could decipher the postgraduate-level legalese. So the task force asked a lawyer to translate the document into plain English. Here's how that translated policy read. Although you're responsible for the information you put on Instagram, we may keep, use, and share your personal information with companies connected with Instagram. This information includes your name, email address, school, where you live, pictures, phone number, your likes and dislikes, where you go, who your friends are, how often you use Instagram, and any other personal information we find, such as your birthday, or who you're chatting with, including in private messages. Whew. The report noted that when a 13-year-old named Amy read the DeJargon version, she said, they must know that no one reads the terms and conditions. But if they made it more easy, then people would actually read it and think twice about the app. Another boy named Alex put it more bluntly. I'm deleting Instagram because it's weird. Does that mean you have to start reading these insane terms of service? No, it doesn't. The Electronic Frontier Foundation has published a handy cheat sheet of companies that have your back when it comes to government data requests. And a crowdsource initiative called Terms of Service Didn't Read reads and rates the privacy policies and terms of service for major websites and apps so you don't have to. Next up, our own audio producer Dylan Fagan and freelance writer Lori L. Dove explore new research into a cause of whale beachings that sounds surprising on the surface. Solar flares. Each year, hundreds of otherwise healthy whales wind up stranded on coastlines across the globe. Most are still alive at the moment they get stuck, but within a matter of hours, the whales suffocate under their own weight, drown in high tide, or, conversely, die of dehydration. Why is this happening? No one has a clear answer, but researchers may be getting closer to deciphering the mystery of these mass strandings by looking to the sun for clues. NASA heliophysicist Antti Polkinen, stationed at the Goddard Space Flight Center, is working with the Federal Bureau of Ocean Energy Management and the International Fund for Animal Welfare. They're parsing years of data that may provide a link between solar flares and beached whales. 
Research from 2005 suggested a link between the phenomena, but this new undertaking will be the first time quantitative research has been used to gather statistically significant data on the possible relationship. Whales, like dolphins and porpoises, use magnetic fields for navigation, and when solar flares interrupt Earth's magnetosphere, cetaceans, the collective name for whales, dolphins, and porpoises, may lose all sense of direction, leading to deadly mistakes. The hope is that by pulling data from years of whale beachings, scientists will understand the relationship between solar flares and these strandings. Katie Moore, director of the International Fund for Animal Welfare Global Animal Rescue Program and project collaborator, says, "If we understand the relationship between the two, we may be able to use observations of solar storms as an early warning for potential strandings to occur. This would allow stranding responders and global hotspots, and really around the world, to be better prepared to respond, thus having the opportunity to save more animals." Also interesting. Researchers believe the moon's gravitational influences also make it difficult for whales to navigate open seas. When there's a full moon or a new moon in combination with a coastal storm, whales may swim into too shallow waters. Finally, this week, staff editor Christopher Hasiotis and our freelance writer Patrick J. Kiger have a story for us about how scientists are sussing out exactly how much danger air travel poses radiation-wise. If you're listening to this podcast while cruising through the stratosphere at 36,000 feet, your jetliner seat probably seems like a pretty serene place. After all, you're well above the clouds and weather, and indeed above much of the Earth's atmosphere itself. What you probably don't realize, though, is that just above you, a stream of high-energy particles from deep space is crashing down into the atmosphere, causing all sorts of molecular-level carnage. Try not to flinch; you're getting bombarded with cosmic rays. For those of us back on the Earth's surface, the thickness of the atmosphere pretty much filters them out. But in the thin air of the stratosphere, where airplanes fly, there's little cover. Fortunately, most research on the subject indicates that occasional air travelers probably aren't getting that much of a cosmic dose. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that a cross-country flight exposes an average traveler to about 3.5 millirems of radiation, which is less than the amount of radiation received during one chest X-ray. But it's more of a risk for pilots and airline crew who spend a whole lot more time in the sky. Cosmic radiation can break down DNA and produce free radicals, which can damage parts of cells. Free radicals, by the way, aren't exclusive to cosmic rays, and can also be generated by substances found in fried food, alcohol, tobacco smoke, and air pollution, among other sources. Hooray! The good news is that the fine people at NASA are studying high-altitude radiation to get more precise numbers on exposure and to improve real-time monitoring for everyone who flies. In September of 2016, researchers in New Mexico launched a giant helium balloon carrying NASA's radiation dosimetry experiment. Also known as Rad X, and apologies to anyone who uses that name for online gaming avatars, this array of instruments measures cosmic rays coming from the sun and interstellar space. The scientists recently published an article on their work in a special issue of Space Weather Journal. Chris Mertens, the principal investigator of the Rad X mission at NASA's Langley Research Center, says that measurements were taken for the first time at seven different altitudes, where the physics of dosimetry is very different. By having the measurements at these seven altitudes, he says, we're really able to test how well our models capture the physics of cosmic radiation. Now, according to NASA, aircraft crews' frequent flying leads them to being exposed to twice as much cosmic radiation as they would receive on the ground. On the bright side, the mission also tested two new radiation measuring instruments: 
the Rayshard detector, and the Teledyne TID detector that may be installed in aircraft in the future. Such friendly, friendly skies. That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Further thanks to our audio producer, Dylan Fagan, and our editorial liaison, Eves Jeffcoat. Subscribe to Now Now for more of the latest science news, and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover. Plus, the name of your favorite podcast, Professional Curiosity. You can send us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.